today we're talking about the tale uh, of an individual who was paid on a 1099 basis, so an independent contractor. Uh, he racked up some tax debt for a few years before he got married. Now he's married, he's a father of two, and his wife is freaking out about his tax debt, and he's trying to figure out what to do. Let's, uh, let's get into it. <clears throat> okay. Uh, not paying back taxes. This is from uh, Empty Ant 7799. Uh, 1099 employee, well, that's an oxymoron. You were a 1099 independent contractor uh, for most of the previous decade making decent money, but was irresponsible with taxes. I tried to be more responsible since 2018, filed the taxes I missed, 13 to 15, 50K owed, but also lost my job around that time. Because of that, I was hoping uh, for an offer and compromise, but was denied. Folks, and I've said this so many times right here on, on the channel, um, it does not make sense to file an offer, to submit an offer and compromise while you're on unemployment. Okay, there are exceptions to this, such as if you're at the end of your career, you're older, and you're basically retiring, okay, then that might be a good situation. But if you were working, and then you stop working, um, and you know you think, oh, well, now's a great time for me to submit an offer and compromise, because I'm not working anymore, I don't have any income, there's a whole part of the Internal Revenue Manual devoted to instructing IRS personnel on how to view uh, an unemployed person. Okay, and actually, let me, let me pull it up uh, right now. So this is the instructions given to IRS personnel when analyzing an offer and compromise. So there's this if-then table here. So if, okay, a taxpayer is temporarily or recently unemployed or underemployed, then use the level of income expected if the taxpayer were fully employed and if the potential for employment is apparent. And folks, uh, if you are a young person in good health, then uh, potential for employment is apparent. Okay, and, and I'm assuming that this that was this individual's situation. Uh, he doesn't state his age in here. But, um, it, you know, he's a stay-at-home dad, so I'm assuming he wasn't too old uh, during this situation, okay? So I, I would imagine the IRS rejected the offer because he submitted the offer uh, based on zero income. But then the offer examiner got it and said, well, you're a strapping young man. Uh, you're in good health. You have all your limbs. Your potential for employment is, in, uh, is apparent. Therefore, I'm going to use the level of income expected if you were fully employed, right? I'm, I'm basically going to use uh, your income level that you had before you lost your, your job or your situation because I'll call it a situation because you use 1099. Uh, there's more complexities and, and, and nuts to it than that, but that's the general uh, idea. Okay, let's get back to um, his, his post here. Uh, okay, so some of the offer was denied. I'm now a married a stay-at-home father of two. My wife, who didn't know me those years, supports the household. I take care of the children. We've been filing separately and keep separate bank accounts. All tax years have been filed and paid for since 2016. Okay, so he's compliant, okay, uh, uh, since 2016, it sounds like, right? So these years are the only issue. Uh, and it sounds like he filed these years in 2018. At least that's what I gather from that. So let's pause here. Let's Let's go down some tangents. We've been filing separately and keeping separate bank accounts. Okay, that's generally wise, right? Because um, the IRS can still levy a joint bank account even if only one person on the account has tax debt, right? They can still drain that bank account. Um, 
Uh, I'll say this isn't an ultimate protection here uh, if the taxpayer is in a community property state. Um, because in a community property state, they could still even go after uh, the wife's assets, okay, um, f uh, to pay her, uh, even if she doesn't have the tax debt, to, uh, to pay for her spouse's uh, tax debt, okay? I don't know if he's in a community pro property state or not, but uh, th that is something that the IRS can have up its sleeve. We don't see that ha happen very often. Um, usually doesn't, doesn't happen uh, if a taxpayer is an ACS, but there's a revenue officer involved uh, they, they can, uh, they can do that. Although ACS could do that as well. It's just, they don't do that as, as, as commonly. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I have been ignoring the notices, uh, on those tax years, 2013 to 15, that, those are the problem years. And my wife is unraveling over it, seeing penalties and interest accruing. I'm not phased about it because it's moot. I have no assets nor income, so 50 or 60 or 70K of tax debt doesn't change those facts. Uh, you can't squeeze blood from a stone is what he's saying, and this isn't her responsibility. I am now posting here for the statute of limitations. Okay, he's done his research. He knows that the IRS has 10 years uh, to collect a tax debt from the date of assessment, which in this case would have started when he filed the returns, which I think is back in 2018. Now, uh, the offer and compromise would have told that the statute a bit, okay? So when you submit an offer and compromise, that 10-year time limit the IRS has to collect is extended uh, for the pendency of the offer and compromise, basically uh, the length of time the IRS, uh, it was sitting on the IRS's uh, desk waiting to be reviewed, okay, during the pendency of the offer and compromise, from the time you submit it to the time it's either accepted or rejected, uh, plus 30 days, okay? So oftentimes, so this isn't exact, but submitting an offer and compromise uh, can toll the statute of limitations for anywhere from, you know, six months to a year or more, right? So um, keep that in mind here because uh, he, he specifically brought up the, the collection statute. And so what's his question? Um, my employer that I was contracted by, well, not really an employer because he was an independent contractor, but I get what he's saying. My employer that I was contracted by at the time notified the IRS every year, 13 through 15, but I didn't file until 2018, which date would be used. Uh, so uh, I imagine what, when he's saying his employer or whoever hired him notified the IRS, I assume he means that they sent the IRS a 1099. I assume that what he means here, but he didn't file until 2018, which date would be used. So uh, assuming the IRS didn't file SFRs for these years at any point, um, the 10-year the, the clock would start um, uh, ticking from the date of assessment based on the original tax returns that he filed, right? So he filed these in 2018. The tax would have been assessed shortly after he filed them um, at some point in 2018, uh, you know, usually within five or six weeks. Uh, after the, the returns were filed. So it'd be 10 years uh, from that date, um, uh, that assessment date in 2018, uh, plus the, the period of time the offer and compromise was pending, plus 30 days, plus an allotment for any other tolling events that he didn't mention in this, in this post, right? So uh, this tax debt it wouldn't be falling off until probably 2029 at the earliest, right? So that's in about five years from now. Uh, so he's going to have to stay off the grid uh, for at least another five years, right? He says, as of this moment, I haven't contacted anyone. I was just going to wait it out. 
I'm not interested in a moral debate, just facts if possible. I'm raising babies and I'm clean with the IRS for seven years with no assets or income. What happens next? As it stands right now, I can't see 2013 details in my IRS profile with that debt. Just drop off when the year clicks over. What say you? So I basically just answered this question of when uh, the tax debt is is going to drop off. Um, if he is in a community property state, it's possible that despite you know this, that uh, his wife's um, assets may be somewhat exposed. Uh, but for this level of tax debt, I don't think that would uh, really happen. Um, I don't know if they own uh, a house together. I mean, he says he has no assets, right? So, you know, even if they file a notice of federal tax lien um, against him, um, he says he has no assets, right? So no house, no nothing. So uh, that's neither here nor there. Obviously, if any assets were accumulated uh, before the tax debt drops off, it would affect, it could affect that. Um, but, you know, at this stage in the game, I think this guy may be on the right track here in terms of what he's th thinking, because sometimes the answer, folks, really is to just wait out the statute, wait out the collection statute, don't do anything, just wait it out, right? Um, but the important thing is you want to monitor, okay? Have your tax professional monitor uh, your transcripts in your situation to make sure the IRS isn't gearing up to do something. But in this case, what could the IRS really do? He's isn't making any money. Um, uh, he has, I assume, not very much money in the bank account, right? Because he's not making any money. I don't know, maybe his wife gives him some money to, to spend or something to, you know, on the kids or whatever. Um, he has no assets, right? So, you know, let's say he has a few hundred bucks in the bank at any given time. Okay, the IRS gets the, the, the bank gets the levy notice. Okay, they get 300 bucks or whatever, right? Like, um, so he's kind of on the right track here. Um, this, I mean, I, I would have more questions for him, but um, this, my recommendation here for him may be, uh, to simply wait uh, out the the statute, so um, because if you tried to you know get in something like a CNC or PPI or something like that, they would they would um, actually no he has absolutely no income right and they're not going to use the wife's income against him. What they would do is they prorate the expenses based on the income, uh, so he might be zero zero. But in this case, I'd say probably best to let sleeping dogs lie. Um, as a matter of fact, I mean, there, there might be some instances where it would make sense to get into a resolution like a CNC or PPIA, but in this particular case, I would probably say, let the sleeping dogs lie, uh, unless there's something that's not disclosed, um, in this post. All right, folks. Uh, thanks so much, uh, for this, uh, watching the video. If you have any questions about it, be sure to leave them uh, a comment down, down below the video and, uh, I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.